Greetings, and welcome to episode 48 of the Loaded Cart Podcast. Join Paul, Daniel, and their occasional guests as they talk about the things that they love and hate about video games and the gaming industry. In this week's episode, we take a revisit to Let's Plays and how they affect our buying habits. Congratulations, Drew and Bailey. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome once again to the Loaded Card Podcast. It's time for a remix. That's right, we're revisiting a topic. Let's plays and how they affect our buying habits. I'm Paul of What's Paul Playing Today. With me as always is Dan, otherwise known as Chop the Viking. What's up, buddy? How is it going? Probably a fair sight better for sleep than yours has been. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I actually can also like hear a baby crying downstairs, so it's like, ah, oh, goddammit. <laughs> if it makes you feel better, I couldn't hear it through the mic. Oh, that's good. That's, that's yeah, I'm still crying. <laughs> I heard I heard just a little bit there, so it might get through, bleed through into the cast, but we'll see. It's fine. It's fine. We we know to expect this at this point. And my daughter is also again upstairs, so if she's yep. <laughs> she's talking Good. to me through the door, of course, yeah, yeah. But we'll see, we'll see. Um, <laughs> oh man, so yeah, that you know, twin things. So this, yeah. this is going to be about a week late, hopefully. Unfortunately. Yeah, we may or may not get to record a second episode tomorrow, which will get that one on schedule. But that also might be next weekend, and therefore it'll be a couple of days late. But we'll see. We're, we'll we're going to try. We're going to try. Yeah. All right. So I have not been playing very much. I've like basically just when I can squeeze in little games of vainglory between crazinesses. That's that's what I've been doing. So uh, yeah. It's still fun. I still like it. It's a really, really good MOBA. They're getting ready to add a 5v5 version to the game to make it you know on par with league of legends and dota to have that 5v5 but cool. i really like its 3v3 formats like i don't kind of don't want it to be 5v5 because it's unique and it's not trying to rip off league and dota like, i mean if you, if you look at all of the mobile mobas like every single one of them is just like a blatant rip off of league of legends <laughs> i mean yeah, you can go with the gold, I guess. Yeah. But then that's what makes I think Vainglory interesting is that where you can see it borrows like abilities from the two games, like it's a very different beast. Like it is it feels different, it plays different a little bit. So sure. I don't know. I wanted to keep that uniqueness. I mean, I'm sure it still will keep the three v three mode and keep that yeah. uniqueness, but it's just adding a couple extra players, I guess. I don't know if it's going to completely rip off League of Legends, but yeah, I guess we'll, we'll see. see. Yeah, we'll see what their map looks like. I did, cool. I did enter in to potentially beta test it, so we'll see. Interesting. I'll check it out. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> All right. So, what have you been playing? Because you got a nice little list here. Yeah, I do. Um, been playing. Uh, South Park, the fractured butthole, in preparation for the, uh, the upcoming episode, Grand Theft Auto Online, with a couple of friends that I usually play uh, FIFA with, and uh, picked up Fortnite fairly recently, and I'm enjoying that, but it doesn't feel like um, like I thought it would. It, it's okay. it's it's very it's kind of instance slash level based, and I thought it was going to be the like open world similar to Seven Days to Die, Minecrafty type of mm -hmm. thing, and 
I don't know how I feel about that yet. It's it's not bad for what it is. It's an enjoyable game, but it's not what I expected it to be. So I'm kind of slightly disappointed there. Have you played the battle royale mode yet? I haven't bothered. I just I I okay. already have PUBG. Why would I'm curious as to how good it like it's gotten really good reviews from people like they say it's yeah. really fun because of the unique like building mechanics and traps right, you right. can make and all that craziness with Fortnite. so yeah like it seems I, like it'll be an interesting yeah i will caveat this and say that i did watch music play a ton of it and it is fairly entertaining but i feel like the building aspect kind of detracts from the player versus player aspect Okay. Uh, that's just how I feel. I mean, it, it just it seems like it'd be more of a distraction and a hindrance rather than an asset. But seeing him build a sky, a sky stairs, you know, stairway to heaven type of thing, and just rain lead on people down on the ground is fairly entertaining. I'll give him that. <laughs> nice. All right. What else have you been playing? Uh, of course, I've been playing Overwatch, and I've been watching the Overwatch World Cup, which was is really interesting because they. The Overwatch World Cup entails two teams from, of course, around the world playing in five different maps on Overwatch. And they're, they're either uh, King of the Hill, uh, Point A, Point B, or Push the Payload, or a hybrid of Capture Point and Push the Payload. Which, honestly, watching Canada uh, and their freaking amazing play, Genji player agilities, I really want to step up my competitive overwatch playing because that just is thoroughly entertaining to watch and just being that good is just flat amazing and yeah. watching that kid just rip through people is just well done yeah and that's one of the reasons why i'm a huge advocate for people watching esports is because like once you you have an understanding of the mechanics and you can yeah. watch these like super high level players play like yeah it can be fun to watch people play a first person shooter like you know, you can you can watch competitive Call of Duty games or whatever, but if you don't, if you play lots of Call of Duty, like if you put in like thirty hours a week in Call of Duty, and then yeah. you're watching professionals play, you're gonna get so much more out of it. Oh, absolutely! Like uh, a buddy of mine is completely just divorced of sports, has no no interest in any of the conventional sports like football, basketball, mm -hmm. and just he's like, oh, finally a sport I can watch. Yeah. <laughs> as, yeah. as I as I. I Give him the stream link. He's like, finally, sport I'm actually interested in. Yeah, the uh, you mentioned the World Cup because it's going on at uh, BlizzCon, yep, which is, it is the weekend that we're we are recording this. Um, yeah, we're recording November fourth, uh, currently, so it's the Saturday, the Saturday before this episode will go live. Yeah, there have been some really crazy announcements out of BlizzCon mm -hmm. too. Uh, they're adding six new races to World of Warcraft. Which is absolutely nuts. They're not really they're sub races, basically. Yeah. Like they're, the, they're cool though. They're cool as shit. Like the idea yeah. is just really neat. The the high mountain torrent, I think, just yeah. looks like a torrent with moose antlers. Uh okay. Well, it's they're groups of races that are in World of Warcraft, like from various expansions. Like they're yeah. just they're the torrent that are native to these new regions that you've right. stumbled across. And like now you can play one. And they're to to unlock them. You have to do a quest. Like there's a big quest line to bring them into your faction because there's three for the horde, three for the alliance, and okay. then uh, and then they start at level twenty instead of level one. And you actually get a reward for leveling them from level twenty all the way up to max. Like you get a bonus item, like a 
weird heirloom artifact. It's kind of, it's got some interesting stuff. There's also like pirate ships and shit in this one, which is, you know, seems really cool. <laughs> as, soon as, I heard, awesome. as soon as I heard leveling from 20 to 100, I was like, that just sounds no, incredibly no, no. tedious. No, 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 no. <laughs> 20 to 120 that's just that this makes it sound even more tedious dan come on you're not you're not helping them any with this particular line of discussion well to be fair they have changed the leveling mechanics a lot and it's super stupid easy to level like you can level from like one to 110 right now in like three or four days like it's ridiculous the catch-up experience the overwatch i guess guild i don't know what to call us we're just a bunch of friends who play overwatch together keep trying to get me to come back and i'm like i have no interest in this whatsoever <laughs> like nothing about this sounds appealing uh, and the other interesting thing which can we'll tie this into the news blizzard officially announced that they are going to do world of warcraft classic servers which are going to be vanilla wow like the original zero expansions world of warcraft like prior to burning crusade so I, I wonder how well that'll go over. And I know that people have loved Vanilla WoW and have tried to get the Vanilla WoW, like, uh, what was that? The N Nostarius or whatever it was? Yeah, Nostralis or something like that. Uh, they've been trying to get them back with that. And this announcement has probably made a lot of people very happy. But I'm wondering how excited they'll be once they realize that none of the streamline uh, events or none of the, yeah. the, the tweaks that yeah. have gone throughout well, the game and, are and in... Wow. And that's one of the curiosities is they don't, no one knows exactly what this entails yet. Like, because mm -hmm. it could be vanilla content capped at level 60 with all the new engine and new mechanics. Maybe, maybe. Because most of the new, weird, interesting mechanics happen after level 60. So, I mean, mm -hmm. you could theoretically cap it and it'll still be balanced and everything. We, we don't know. Like, well, we just have to kind of wait and find out. Yeah, I, I do have one other thing to mention about from BlizzCon is that they're introducing a new Overwatch hero who is a, a kind of, I don't know how to say it, a vampiric healer type of thing. She's like like a shadow priest. Like yeah. She's got a balance of both darkness and light. She, in order to recharge her healing, she has to do damaged enemies. It's incredibly interesting. And I was watching uh, one of the, um, well, you saw play the character as well as the new map. And it just, yes, she looks incredible. And we've been looking for a new support for a long time nice all right so you have a whole bunch of news here i did i did most of the notes to save dan the time <laughs> so yeah. and i have a couple of news things but i'm gonna save them for the next episode uh they're cool. microtransaction related which you know right, we, cool. we talk about that shit a lot so yeah, yeah. and it's a, give you guys a break from it i guess yeah. <laughs> and it has to do with weird patents in microtransactions that have been discovered lately that are interesting shady as a motherfucker but you know, we'll are we'll you, get to that one. Because we'll, I don't have the links handy, and okay, I want to okay. I want to read up more on it because they work really yeah. weirdly. So, um, interestingly enough, if you're familiar with Fantasy Flight, which I know you are, but uh, yeah. if you guys aren't, they're a tabletop role playing game, role playing company. They they are they they basically make amazing tabletop games uh, that are similar to D and D, but have a lot of other interesting flavors and twists. They also just announced that they have a video game division now in that they'll be focusing on making tabletop games in the vein of video games. Like uh, they just announced that they're going to have, they just have the XCOM board game currently. And there's, they announced uh, ones for, I don't think they have announced anything yet. Maybe, nope, they, they have not announced any, no games have been unveiled yet, but they just announced they're going to do a video game division, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah. To give an idea of the games that they make. So these are the, universes they make games in 
Game of Thrones, something called Android, Arkham Horror Files, which is a Call of Cthulhu kind Call of, of Cthulhu, thing. Yeah. Uh, Legend of the Five Rings, Runebound, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings are their big ones. They have like a Star Wars miniatures game. They have a couple of role table, like actual role playing games. I believe uh, we're playing uh, one, aren't we? Yes. Is, isn't that theirs? Well, we were, and then we yeah. we, we shifted our Apocalypse world. Yeah, but they but they have a bunch of miniatures games for Star Wars, which are mm-hmm. really interesting and a collectible dice game and all kinds of weird stuff like they do lots of crazy board games i think they make the there's a game of thrones board game and they make that i think cool cool all right next segment of news so this is this i thought was incredibly interesting in that harvest moon is now no longer nintendo exclusive one it's not even console exclusive anymore because it's coming to pc months ahead of consoles it's debuting actually in about 10 days from when this is recorded it's debuting november 14th interesting on pc and then it's going to come down to consoles months down the line and the funny part is it's not even going to the switch it's just going to xbox and ps4 currently which i found incredibly interesting because it was a nintendo exclusive for so darn long yeah it was very game boy exclusive wasn't it it was uh, yeah it was pretty much exclusive to the um 3ds uh, it originally debuted on Nintendo uh, Super Nintendo, then went to Nintendo 64, then moved over to the DS and 3DS. Huh. I thought it had a, a Game Boy Advance one, but maybe I'm crazy. I, I might be wrong. I don't remember. the. I just know that I had the DS and 3DS copies. I don't remember uh, ever winning a Game Boy Advance copy. There may have been there. But I just thought that was like, they're no longer Nintendo exclusive. Not only are they no longer Nintendo exclusive, but they're not even on Nintendo anymore. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, that's nuts. Now, some sad announcements from uh, the creators of PUBG. There's no going to be no single player coming to PUBG, according to Brendan Green. So originally, he made like an offhanded comment that was like, "Hey, we would like to do it one day," but then they were like, "Yeah, that's so, 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 so far off in the future that like we might as well not even talk about it." Like. It's so, something. It's it's on their. It's on his bucket list. I think it's not on their their to do list. Yeah. yeah, they. So it's did also make an announcement on when PUBG is coming to the Xbox, and it's in December. Yep, early December. Um, so player unknowns battlegrounds won't be getting a single player story mode, despite the game's creator Brandon Green having previously stated that he'd like have liked to explore a single player campaign. Doesn't look like it's going to happen. Uh, Green says, because of the lore of the island, there was an idea that I had for what I thought would be a pretty cool single player, but we have no resources, we have no time, we have no plans to add anything like this to the game. No, no single players coming to Battlegrounds. So he is definitely made, put the kibosh on that. There is also a, we're going to put in the show notes, the Papers, Please movie trailer, which if you are familiar with Papers, Please, it is a very interesting little investigative uh, mm-hmm. kind of iterative game in that you play a customs agent for a uh, fictional country uh, that is kind of um, under, I guess, martial law. I don't know how else to say that, but you play a customs agent trying to either let people into the country or get them out of the country. And it gets progressively harder as the weeks go by and the current um, political stability dissolves. So very interesting game, and I'm looking forward to the movie trailer. It's going to be a short film, but like I think like a 40-minute film. But it, the trailer looked kind of interesting, so I figured I'd include it. 
And the last one is that Metal Gear Survive is probably going to have a very unpopular opinion of this in that they will need to require an always-on internet connection. Even yeah. the single-player campaign of it will require always-on, which has never been a popular decision. Yeah, it, it's just one of those things like people that always kind of like, but why do I need to have an internet connection to play a single-player game? Like, yeah, it's... I've never enjoyed that, but I, I get it because in the current age it's much more rare to not have an internet connection or a, a consistent internet connection than it is to have one you know what i mean yeah i i totally get it i i mean i know of times when you aren't going to be able to do it which is like i don't know if you're in the military and get deployed absolutely <laughs> but i mean for folks who are you know at home not non-military members yeah. they're going to have a much more easily easy access to stable internet than folks are unfortunately but who really wants to play metal gear survive anyway come on Konami's trying to kill a franchise here yeah it's not a particular fired kojima (laughs) that's the death knell of the of the game franchise anyway yeah you want to get to the uh main topic start hammering this out yeah i guess i mean that's what we're here for right yeah and you've already been talking about let's plays that you watch I have actually. Um, for the most part, I do end up watching a lot of uh, Musuk's content, um, which actually was the one of the reasons why I picked up Fortnite. Although he does exclusively play the battle mode, I yeah. did pick it up just because I was interested in the idea of playing another build-based game that uh, Seven Days Dan and I usually play. I don't often watch many others. I mean, there's uh, Pro Jared, and occasionally I'll watch uh, Cinemassacre's stuff, Angry Video Game Nerd, and. Uh, Mike yeah. Matei, those two guys, I'll watch their their playthroughs. But for the most part, they usually play retro games. Like it's it's not something that yeah. they that I can pick up and get that's readily available on Steam or GOG. Yeah. Exactly. Like your like your Tadpog folks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although although Davis does a ton of live streaming over at Tadpog underscore podcast on Twitch. Uh he was just playing um the new Super Mario Odyssey last mm-hmm. night. I was gonna say he's been playing Mario Odyssey lately, and uh, before that was I think he was playing the, uh, wasn't he playing Mario Plus Rabbids or whatever? Yeah, he did. He, he he played through the entire campaign of that, and uh, also played, but just before that he played through Cuphead, which uh, apparently was thoroughly enjoyed by Dave. I wonder if he cussed a lot. <laughs> um, I didn't actually get a chance to watch those since he played them during the week and not on a Friday night. Yeah. They uh, apparently can be fury-inducing. Well, some of the, it, some is of the a, it is a bullet hell game from yeah. what I've heard. I have not played it, unfortunately. Yep, me either. But I've, I've seen lots on it. So, so if you're not familiar, uh, Let's Plays are kind of a strange thing. They generally have uh, like the player that's playing through them commentate while they play the game. They are often humorous or have critical commentary on it and generally offer up the player's subjective experience of the game rather than being divorced from the experience. They're, they're playing in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll, they'll generally come with uh, live stream less plays or stuff that's edited for streaming on YouTube, stuff like that. The live stream games were just, they're off the cuff, like stuff for um, Pro Jared will do a lot of stuff on Twitch. So will Dave, obviously. Uh, there's, and in fact, right now, literally right now, is the extra life live streams that are going for 24 hours. Just all kinds of off the cuff commentary on that kind of thing. And there's tons of Let's Play gaming. 
if you are not familiar with uh, Extra Life, Extra Life is an amazing idea where gamers will play for 24 hours to donate to local children's hospitals and charities. Amazing cause if you can't do it this year, which obviously I'm going to tell you this late, I'm sorry, but uh, next year around this time in November, they always do that. Uh, it's the I believe it's the first weekend in November it's done. But the generally the edited uh, games offer up the kind of ability for scripted commentary, uh, like um, uh, I watch another YouTube channel where he does a full long play, records the gameplay prior to and then has a voiceover with the edited commentary on what's going on uh, very interesting style and I, I i actually find i prefer those rather than the off-the-cuff commentary mm-hmm. but that's just kind of semantics at that point also there are as i just mentioned long plays which are a, almost always an uncommented experience which essentially they just literally put the game on them their internets for you to consume in the entirety of the the full game which are generally they can last as long as the game will last the ones i usually watch are like three to five hours if i'm feeling like not watching any regular you know scripted kind of dramatic dramatic tv series type of thing it's essentially the just the feature film of the game gives the viewer a completely unfiltered experience of the game without actually playing it so if you've got something like um i'm watching the uh alone of the dark uh 2008 game uh, which was a reboot of the franchise. Um, but I had no intention of ever playing it. And since it's from 2008, I don't feel like digging out an Xbox 360 and playing it myself. So if I generally don't want to buy a game or I don't want to be asked to play it, I'll just, and be curious about it, I'll just watch a long play kind of thing. Yeah. What about you? What kind of experience do you have with uh, Let's Plays and Long Plays? Uh, so I normally don't watch necessarily long plays like so the experience that i've seen with long plays uh or that kind of a thing it's like it still has commentary over the top of it like it'll Mm -hmm. be someone streaming it and then they like you know they'll play for eight hours and then chop that eight hours of streaming up into like you know 10 half hour chunks or 20 minute chunks like just make it make it smaller and they edit out some of the like really boring tedious stuff like if you're doing fallout or skyrim right so the the I have to go way the fuck over here to find this thing and I can't quit we'll travel. travel time. Yeah. They'll just, they'll cut out the 10 minutes of walking. Yeah. And uh, like that, and that stuff seems makes the most sense to me, but the majority of stuff that I see um, ends up being some of the condensed play stuff where someone will, will record, will play it. And then we'll basically do a voiceover afterwards. And sometimes they'll record their initial reactions, but some, most of the time it's just off the cuff, you know, just, they, they record some stuff after the fact. Right. Um, but more recently, a lot of what I've been doing is uh quasi reviews, like where uh, these independent guys that, that do streaming and stuff will also review a game mm-hmm. and like, they will literally show gameplay in the background so you can get a feel for what the gameplay is like. And then they'll give their opinions and talk about the systems in the game and, and some stuff like that. And there's a couple of really good ones that I've found that do that kind of a thing. But, and, and I actually told you about one of them the other day because he did a uh, review of the, he got an advanced copy of Wolfenstein 2. And like, it, I think I remember you linking that, but I never got a chance no, to watch it. I, I did not link it to you specifically okay. because it had spoilers. There's no spoilers. Right. Thank you. And 
and I was like, I want to link you this because I think you would really like this review. However, there are spoilers in it, and therefore I'm not sending it to you. And you were like, good call. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they're note, very mild, mild spoilers, but they're, I know you don't want any spoilers for that yeah, game. Yeah, I've, I've been going to pick that up as soon as I finish Fractured But Whole, and that's probably going to be one of the next favorite games. Just a side name. <laughs> Probably because I haven't played it yet, but from everything that I've read, it has gotten amazingly rave reviews. Basically, everything I've heard is that it might be the best first-person shooter of the year already. Well, it is November already, so. Yeah, but, but this, <laughs> this is FPS season where, you know. It is, it is. But but it has zero multiplayer. Which, which I'm okay is, with. Neither did the first is, one. Yeah, which is something that uh, apparently is very weir- weird in the world of first-person shooters these days. Yeah, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I miss single-player games. But yeah, I mean, sometimes I'll watch... like So So my experience with Let's Plays is really weird because um, we can both talk about a game that we both bought basically based on Let's Plays and friend recommendations, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. PUBG. Yep. Like I, I had seen the game on Twitch. It was like, why the hell is this game suddenly so big and crazy? Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, spent a couple of days watching them. And then I think I even said to you, it's like, hey, I've been checking this game out on Twitch. I think I'm going to buy it. It looks a lot of fun. And then, and then I bought Eventually, it. You were even, me though, down. In, even though it's an early access, like I bought yeah. it and I played it and was like, holy shit, this is, this is crazy intense. And we, I mean, we've talked about that here too. Like it is a, just a crazy intense game. And then it was like, eventually Paul was just like, well, shit. Hmm. I'll give it a shot. Yeah, like Dan has it. Drew has Drew it. Drew has it. Other Dan has it. <laughs> yeah. Like everyone I know has bought this game now. I think I should play it. <laughs> give it a shot. You know, I, the only thing that kept me resistant was the fact that it was still in early access but mm-hmm. judging by what was going on it was so incredibly polished that it was yeah. almost out of beta already so it's like okay fine it is a safe bet that it's going to come out the million copies are a safe bet that it's going to come out 10 i think it has 10 it million a, copies it was a million when i when i originally I purchased it's, it but yes it's 10 now i think it's yeah. more, even more than that now but like it's <laughs> it's probably they're, they're also holding like already holding big tournaments tournaments yeah like it, like it, there is a PUBG esport right now so I'm like that, that is a definite sign that you know yes this game is an early access but that's just it's literally in name so that they can get away with the fact that they're going to have some bugs while they're still working stuff out all right let's talk a little bit about the legal issues surrounding let's plays and what's been going on in that particular history because there's been a ton of copyright legal issues surrounding the nature of let's play videos like Nintendo, uh, when Let's Plays first started trickling out, they originally claimed that they retained the copyright on YouTube videos that used their content through YouTube's content ID system, such that they, when played, would retain any and all ad revenue generated from the videos. Eventually, they backed off the claims, uh, later creating their own content proprietary system called the Nintendo Creators Club program, which kind of splits between themselves, Google, and a few, and all the proactive uploaders that push up content so that everybody can still make a good chunk of money off of the Nintendo proprietary content because yeah. Nintendo it, loves proprietary. Yeah. And and this is one of the reasons why a lot of streamers avoid Nintendo because they just don't want to deal with it. Like they don't want to deal with this extra system. They don't want to, yep. they don't want to deal with getting copyright strikes on their channel because those are a huge deal. Cause if you get it's, three copyright strikes, your channel 
is gone. Like it yeah. just, the whole thing is gone. It's the reason why I don't play Ubisoft games because I don't want to deal with an extra system when I can just buy them through Steam. I want them through Steam, please. Yeah, it's a very similar experience, with the exception of I'm not making money off of Steam. <laughs> yeah, but in in fact, let's talk about Ubisoft. They also stated that its games. Actually, Ubisoft had a pretty interesting stance on this in that they stated that its games are allowed to be used in Let's Play videos and they allow people to make them monetize, make, allow them to monetize the videos as long as they stay within the certain content appropriateness guidelines. I didn't get a chance to research the content appropriateness guidelines, but I assume that it's just kind of avoiding spoilers, stuff like that. Oh, Microsoft, see, it's, it's like no turning our game into porn, no. Well, you have probably. Family friendly. Like, My assumption was just spoiler content type of thing. Because I know that uh, when playing stuff through the PlayStation broadcasting for Twitch, yeah. it actually will shut off any sort of broadcasting of the uh, story portions of video, stuff like that. It's Yeah, yeah. I had the reaction as well because I was, I was streaming uh, Bloodborne. And every time that I got to a, a boss fight cutscene, it would say broadcast paused because of content uh, like, I don't remember what the wording was, but they literally just basically paused the broadcast because there was some sort of spoiler content, which yeah. I found interesting and frustrating. And I find stupid, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Microsoft also created their own set of game content usage rules. They're similar to Ubisoft's and they set certain requirements and limitations on those using its software to, to uh, basically for Let's Play videos. Um, in 2013, uh, December, YouTube's content ID policy just basically blocked the fuck out of so many Let's Play videos released. Ubisoft, Blizzard, Capcom, Paradox, Valve, and a bunch of other uh, companies kind of banded together with a few other folks to remove the block on these videos, trying to help folks, the, the talent broadcasting YouTube videos, to basically have a safe haven for the Let's Plays, which I found interesting because they basically, YouTube said, hey, uh, we fucked up. And our system basically caused a bunch of videos to be flagged because we just uploaded some new tools. We wanted to help out TuneCore and IND Music. Uh, they basically represent a, a bunch of video game composers and artists, stuff like that. And uh, the problem basically was that when they uploaded those tools, a bunch of shit got flagged because they were using some of the music from those two companies. Mm -hmm. So the biggest problem with monetizing videos has basically been the licensed music. And it's been used in the games, which basically YouTube's content ID system blocks if it was discovered in the videos by either muting the sound. Basically, when I was viewing Wild Pie's uh, Dumb Shit's Guide to Dark Souls, if you are familiar with Dark Souls and have not seen that, it is fucking hilarious. I, I recommend it. Or they basically disable monetization altogether. Like a lot of the stuff that I did when I was first starting out with What's Paul Playing Today, I started broadcasting videos before Dave got into streaming for the Nintendo 64 list. And a lot of Nintendo's content was just like, mm, I don't think we can monetize this for you. Tons of content other than that has been disabled for monetization, which is why I haven't made a red fucking cent off of that. Yeah. I mean, just... uh, to, to put in the same thing, uh, when I was doing Fallout 4 plays, like the copyright holders for all the music from the Fallout radio stations, like they just come in, swoop in and steal your money, like steal your monetization. Yep. Not that, you yep. know, a whole shitload of people are watching my videos. But, but still, but still, like I would, I would post a Fallout video and like get three or four copyright claims on it to be like, oh, we're we're taking all your monetization. Here you go. So it's just like, well, not posting any more Fallout videos, right? <laughs> and but and I 
kind of want to do revisit Fallout 4 because I still need to play through all of the stupid DLC. But if, yeah. if I do that and I record it, I'm just like literally not ever going to turn on the radio on my Pit Boy because. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I will say that th- some of this has been kind of, you know, workaround. Uh, mm-hmm. Some games that use licensed music like Concrete Jungle and Quantum Break have actually provided in game options that disable the music and playback or replace it with copyright free music. So, like you said, you just don't turn on the radio in the Pip Boy. They provide a copyright free music type of idea, making the stream game stream friendly and to avoid being tagged as copyright infringing so that they don't take your monetization bullshit. Yep. It's also given some music licensing, basically, licensors, I guess. They're considering the impact of Let's Plays on the video game marketing cycle. They offer broader licensing options for their music that includes their legal use in Let's Play for that game. Also assuring that any Let's Plays tagged with content ID violations could be remedied pretty easily. Basically saying, hey, um, you're using music that we license to them. It's cool. Don't worry about it. Basically, it, it makes streaming incredibly difficult. Yeah, at least on YouTube. Like, that's the thing. Yeah. It's like a lot of these problems are happening on YouTube and like there's actually a really big thing lately. Like there's a big with, with what has been referred to on YouTube as the ad apocalypse where people who had these huge YouTube channels are now going, well, shit, I can't make any money off of YouTube. So I'm going to start streaming on Twitch. And so now YouTube has lately been like copying a lot of the features from Twitch to like try and build up its live streaming stuff. And that could be, a quasi interesting episode in and of itself to talk about like how like the differences between Twitch and YouTube and the fact that Twitch is now letting you just straight upload videos like YouTube does. Yep. Um, it actually might become a really viable alternative to YouTube for gaming soon. And you might actually see a lot of the YouTube gaming market like dry up because people are switching to YouTube because they can make more money there. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, that's where I started. That's where most of our friends have started. Mm-hmm. And uh, most of the people I watch, if I'm going to watch live streaming, I'm going to go with Twitch. Like, I don't yeah. often watch it on YouTube. I don't. I thought about trying it, but then realized, wait, anything I do is going to get slapped with a copyright notice. Why would I want that? Yeah. Uh, and there are some interesting things like, uh, I can't remember the name of the the website, but there is a there is a website that literally will restream it might be restream.io but they like you instead of sending your information to twitch you send your information to your restream account and then it will send it to twitch and youtube and any other company you set up and it can it can handle like 20 or 30 different streaming platforms which is crazy that there are that many but right but yeah, so you can just like, you can send out one broadcast and it'll go live on YouTube and on Twitch and you don't have to do anything. Like it just does it all for you, which is really nice. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that um, and uh, will, used that. Yeah, and it will streamline all of your chats together too. That's cool. Uh, so you just get all of your chats in one window that you can nice. watch. So it's kind of nice. But I mean, if you have a giant audience, like it's going to be like just Yatsu, as useless yeah. as either chat individually. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Um, I know that uh, whenever he's playing on the weekends with his girlfriend, they basically there's a he does the streams where Yahtzee annoys his girlfriend or his girlfriend is annoys Yahtzee, and yeah. they'll do that where they stream to both YouTube and Twitch. Yeah, which I found pretty cool. Yep. Um, there's also been a bunch of trademark law, uh, specifically like um, Sony 
uh, Sony Computer Entertainment of America, attempted to trademark the term Let's Play as it applied to streaming and broadcasting of video games in the latter half of 2015, but the request was preliminarily denied by the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. They cited an existing trademark. Specifically, it was followed up later by a formal petition filed by the MacArthur Law Firm. Uh, They're a firm that specialized in video game legal matters. Uh, they claimed that Let's Play has become such a generic ter- uh, generic trademark. And the Patent and Trademark Office agreed, stating that the term Let's Play is now too generic to be trademarked, which yeah. I think is kind of cool because there's also like the Rooster Teeth has, it's just titled Let's Play. They have a channel titled Let's Play. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's... I, I can imagine that if their channel is titled Let's Play, that they probably tried yeah. to. It's, it's kind of like Kleenex. Like, yeah, you don't you don't say facial tissue. Like, it, or, it, no matter who makes yeah. it, you, you just people call it Kleenex because yeah, it's yeah. so popular that it or uh, post-its. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter if it's it's made by post-it or if it's just a sticky note. Yeah. You call them a post-it. Yeah, post-it notes. Yeah, yeah. It's a, that's it happens very rarely, but yeah, like you 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 can't trademark something that's already in popular use like it just yeah. isn't going to work yeah it's like what are you talking about this has been in use way before that <laughs> all right it really has so we've talked about the background of let's plays we talked about the legal matters and any sort of trademark cases how do they affect your purchasing habits for me personally it's kind of twofold um sometimes they'll tip me off to a game that wasn't on my radar at all and i'll see a let's play or like a little mini review of it and i'll go like huh that game actually looks like fun let me go look into it i will also use it if i am on the fence about something like if i you know like PUBG, like i i'd heard some about it i watched i you know i watched for a few days worth of playing it and was like okay yeah i'm gonna pick this up i also did the same thing with elite dangerous to be fair, I watched a bunch of like tutorial videos on YouTube and a bunch I of remember. a bunch of let's play stuff. And it was like, yeah, I think I will actually enjoy this game. Like I think I will have fun with it. And so I purchased it. Uh, and I and that's how I kind of use it. it. It's I very there there are people that I just like watching. There are games that I just like watching, but I do use it as a buying tool like i very specifically will be like if i'm curious about a game i will go watch someone play it Mm -hmm. and and i may or may not know this person i may or may not trust their opinion but i can watch the game that they're playing and see if it looks like it's going to be fun because i know what i like in games sure sure but if then there are cases like with yahtzee like and there are cases with some of these guys where like i know their opinion i respect their opinion I can, I can, Yahtzee's reviews, like, yeah. if, if Yahtzee reviews a game and he says the game is good, I probably know the game is actually going to be good because I trust his opinion and I know where his opinion comes from now yeah. that I've been watching his stuff for like 10 years, which is scary as shit. Right. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, with, with Yahtzee, you know that his opinion is both biased and critical, if yes. that makes any sort of sense, because one, he knows exactly what he likes, so he's going to be biased to games that he likes. But he's also hypercritical about actually dissecting a game for the gameplay that it has. So, for example, with Nio, it is very Souls-like, but he didn't care for it. In right. that uh, it was just, it just did not feel quite enough like a Dark Souls game that he was just like, I can't quite recommend this. If you really like to be a weeaboo, go play this. Sorry if, the, if that, that term offends folks, but that's just 
what he had said. Um, it just, I played Mayo, I didn't care for it because it felt like it was artificially too difficult. Yeah. Like and it was just difficult for the sake of being difficult as opposed to difficult for the sake of challenging. Have you heard about the, uh, the little snafu with their like definitive edition that they're releasing for the PC? I haven't. Uh, it has no mouse support. That's fine. You can either play with a gamepad or you can play with a keyboard. Hmm. But the mouse does not work. <laughs> I can't imagine a mouse. The KBM for that kind of game? Yeah. Unless you are masochistic, it doesn't work well. Yeah. So I get it. I get why they did that. But it's, but it's, but it's keyboard only. Like you can right. play with a gamepad or you can play with a keyboard, but it has no mouse oh. support for a oh, piece it's absolutely game. insane. I get it. That's nuts. Yeah. But people are making fun of them for it, which I'm sure pretty deserved. But you know. Oh yeah, absolutely. I don't know. But how about you? What what effects do let's plays have on your purchasing habits? I don't often use them that way. That's the thing is yeah. that I if I'm going to watch a let's play, it's either a game that I'm interested in but have probably have no real thought to purchase because they're generally older games like for example the alone of the dark playthrough i'm watching the game was made in 2008 i'm not gonna purchase it for my xbox 360 or my ps3 because i just i don't feel like digging them out so i just i i'll watch a, a let's play or a long play just to see what the game was like and if i'd enjoy it and with alone of the dark i know i would not enjoy that game because the game was kind of shit but i wanted to see what the story was like I don't often use them that way unless I'm like, I happen to be watching a streamer that I already watch and they're playing a game that I was like, oh, this looks kind of fun. I'll probably end up picking it up that way. But it's just, it's not often that I will use it as a, a purchasing tool. Though, now that you've mentioned that, it seems like a great idea. Yeah. And, and it is just like, you know, you can go on Steam, you can look at the trailers that the company makes and that can get you interested in a game, but that never tells you the whole story. But watching right. someone play for an hour or two hours, like, you know what the game is like at that point in time. Like, you can yeah. see if there's a big grind that would be annoying. Like, you get, you see all the stuff that, you know, a two-minute trailer showing off the best and brightest features of the game is not ever going to show you. Right, right. Because they just want you to buy, buy, buy. But Yeah, it was, it was kind of like... um remind me of uh, necropolis to go back to a game that we both played and thought could have been better but just somehow fell very short yeah it's you watch i watched the trailer and thought this looks like it could be pretty cool it was not as cool as i was led to believe <laughs> yeah though to be fair with like necropolis i watched an entire playthrough in multiplayer Mm -hmm. And it looks a lot more fun if you have people. And I think that was one of the things we we said on the show is like, if we could play this multiplayer through the whole game and we could get another couple of people playing with us, it would be a lot of fun. And yeah. we would totally like to revisit the game in that, or at least I would still like to revisit the game in that aspect if we could get like a full group to play. Mm -hmm. But yeah, a single player game, it, it feels flat. Um, but yeah, th but that is exactly the thing. Like if we watched someone play it solo, we probably would have come to that conclusion. Um, if we, you know, but I wanted to play the game anyway. That's why, why sure, I got sure. it. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's definitely one of those things where it's like, we have 
that you have the ability to use this as a as a resource to further inform you and like i think that's a, one of the best ways to use it other than just purely for entertainment purposes right because sometimes you you may not ever want to play minecraft ever but there are some really hilarious youtube channels that do have done nothing but minecraft for the past like 15 years or however long it's been out now right um, yes, it's almost been out for 15 years so like 2000 actually longer because i think it came yeah. out in 2010 somewhere in that ballpark well, it came out in 2010 it's only been seven years maybe it was earlier than that. i don't remember i don't know you can have fun watching stuff even if you know you, you don't necessarily want to play the game like that and that's what makes i think the game so good or like the you know the just the concepts of let's play so good is that there's so many ways you can use them right so. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's just, I got nothing. I got nothing else, man. I'm tapped out. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, so your basically your summary is that you you mostly mostly just use let's plays for entertainment purposes. Yeah, but... for the most part. I mean, they're they're there for games that I've just I wanted to check out a while back and just never got a chance to. And mm-hmm. I've got a free, a a free little while here to to watch a playthrough that'll pick up later i mean it's it's like uh my entertainment for the evening if i'm not feeling like a dramatic show kind of type of thing yeah and and the other the other good portion of let's plays is sometimes it's just the personality of the person like mm-hmm. it can be a lot of fun like i mean that's why pootie pie is famous right like, yeah it doesn't matter what game he is playing people are entertained by his brand of comedy and that's why he has like 57 million youtube subscribers which is still fucking nuts yeah. um it's it's one of the reasons why I watch uh, Wild Pie One Hundred One's uh, Dumb Shit's Guide to Dark Souls because it's just it's just flat hilarious. Yeah. Did I ever send you the uh, Killian Experience episode about Dark Souls? No. Oh God! So uh, yeah, the the fact that it's called the Dumb Shit's Guide to Dark Souls makes me think of Killian Experience because basically he's like I think he's Swedish, but he uh, mm-hmm. makes game garbage game guides. Oh. And so he basically like plays these games really horribly and they're usually like after you watch a couple of them you like kind of catch on to his sense of humor and they become like just infinitely more funny and like i will literally be on the couch in pain laughing so hard at like he just did one recently for uh prison tycoon 2 or whatever that just came out or prison this prison escape 2 oh uh, oh um Oh gosh, the escapists too. Yes, yeah, he just did one for that, and holy shit, it was so damn funny. Like the whole time, like, nice. Uh, it it's just so good, and he's he's one of the guys that I watch in like his his reviews are total just absolute garbage for understanding how good a game is or any of the gameplay on a game. But like, they're just there for funsies. Yeah, they're just they're just fun. Um, but that's something yeah. I'll do uh for this episode is like if I will throw together a list of channels that I watch uh for for reviews and for let's play purposes and uh if paul wants he can give me a list of his uh, the people he watches on twitch and stuff like that and we'll we'll just throw throw some stuff down in the show notes to be like hey you know check some of these guys out they're really cool like they do some good stuff um Mm -hmm. and you might actually be interested in what they talk about uh and i'll kind of do like a little summary of each one and what they do um but we can we can throw that stuff together and uh give you guys some some options out there for ways to fill your your hours with entertainment yeah about right. it i think I that's it let's yeah. let's wrap this up because i have a feeling uh things are about to be crazy at my house now that it's lunchtime 
Okay. Uh, <laughs> for our next Game Corner episode, it's going to be South Park, The Fractured But Whole. Our next favorite game is mine. It's going to be Game Dev Tycoon. And the next episode is going to be a console retrospective specifically for the original Xbox. If you want to give us an email, see, um, you know, suggest something for, for a topic, uh, give us a little bit of a review, let us know what's going on. You can email us at podcast at loadedcartgaming.com. You can find me at Paul Cluel on Twitter. You can find Dan running both the at loaded cart account and his own at shop the Viking account. You can find us both over on Twitch at uh, twitch.tv slash what's Paul playing today for myself and twitch.tv slash shop the Viking for Dan. And if you want to find us on social media, all of our stuff is in the show notes at loadedcartgaming.com. And if you love us, please consider leaving a review on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever the hell you're listening to us. It really does help other people find the show and is pretty much the biggest thing you can do to help out. And if you really, really love us, please also check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash loadedcartgaming. Thank you to everyone who has donated so far. And buy a t-shirt. <laughs> we also have t-shirts, yes. You can... Where do they find those, Dan? Plug, plug, those... plug. Um, those are at teespring.com. I think it's slash loadedcartgaming. Um, but They'll also be in the show notes at loadedcartgaming. They will definitely be in the show notes. And uh, I'm actually probably going to put a link on our website at some point. Yeah. So basically the, the shirts that we have are, are nice, uh, nice hundred percent cotton. They got our logo on it. Um, several different color options and they, they feature uh, professor bananas. Yes. We might uh, throw together a second shirt here soon. So just uh, letting you guys know and a coffee mug. Cause I want a coffee mug. <laughs> I also want a coffee mug. All right. But I think that's it. Yeah. All right, folks, stay tuned for the next episode. It's going to be a console retrospective for the Xbox. And here is some smooth jazz to play you out. So once again, um, well, no, no stinger kind of came naturally, and here I am again. I'm, and hope you enjoy the episode. Buy a t-shirt, maybe, or don't, but please buy one. We'd appreciate it. See you next week.